It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Castration time. Bill, this is Coach. I lost my ball. I can't find my ball. No balls of steel. No balls. Can we get some balls around here? I'm telling you, the boy ain't got a set. Dad gummit, Bill. He ain't got no balls. Say it! Say it! I'm a fan and I'm a woman. Doesn't have the balls. No balls at all. Is she right? Ah! Bill's Balls of Steel. nominations and Pat let's just start here bowls of steel I'm gonna be nice to Pappy's Bennett regardless of what happened this past weekend he still has two natties he still has a wonderful story I'm still a fan yeah he got a little sauced up yeah I'm not gonna applaud him for that but so what? I'll get over it. Pappy's Bennett, Patton, balls of steel. Bill's balls of steel. Yeah, I was, I, I, I took the high road there. Now, I wasn't really watching as deeply as everybody else in that Kansas City-Cincinnati game. But I will say this, coming off that ankle injury, watching him play, I didn't believe that ankle would be as good as they said it would be during the week. They said they thought he was ready to go, but you never know until you get into a game and you get real game to rest. Let's just go ahead and say, Patton, Patrick Mahomes, balls of steel. Bill's balls of steel. Wish we had Johnny Crawford with us today. Now, again, that's an NFL game. I don't know if he'd want to publicly criticize, but a lot of critics about the officiating in that game when they moved the ball, not calling holding penalties, blocking in the back. A lot of people said that thing was so bad it looked like the game was rigged for the Chiefs. I want to believe that because I bet on the Bengals. So I'll take the conspiracy and say to the NFL officiating crew, no balls of steel. That's what I'll say. No balls at all. Yeah, I I felt like it was rigged. That plus – that plus one and a half should have been good. Yeah, should have been good. All right. Let's take a call. Happy Monday to everybody. I've been watching those Popcorn Sutton on Facebook. They've been running those those final days of Popcorn Sutton when he was making his last still. I don't know if you've watched that. Cosby Cattleman, that was not far from him. Happy Monday, Moisture King. Not very far at all. Another Monday, another cattle call. We got some Smoky Mountain rains. so crack up the Ronnie Millsap. Did you ever meet or at least see Popcorn Sutton in your life? No, but I've been to his shop many times. I've been to his shop. Let's put it that way. Now, you you mean back back there at his house or what? 
where a lot of the uh, property or the uh, merchandise transfers went down. That's about, as, that's about as specific as I can get on that one, Bill. I think they're still in business. Uh, yeah, I mean, somebody's taking over that business, right? But Yeah, but yeah. I, just, uh, I, I, I purchased from the source, I guess is the best way to put it. But watching those final, he kept, he kept talking about this is my last one, and he was doing the mud thing and all that, you know, packing it around everything. That is interesting, the way that works. <laughs> No, that's an art form, man. I mean, it really is. Yeah, and these days it's pretty much legal now. You can grow dope. Nobody cares. And they wrapped that guy's whole life, didn't they? So everything that he was doing now is pretty much okay, right? Yeah, I mean, heck, Bill, CBD, dope at your corner gas station, pot's more legal than alcohol these days. They ran after that guy for 50 years, his whole life. And killed himself because he was going to jail. Yeah, and then, of course, they always talk about the tax money, supposedly. Hey, Bill, um, obviously I know you're not an NFL guy. Pretty uh, One game was a dud. One game was great. I mean, don't you hate to see a great game, college, pro, anything, you know, little kids, little league, come down to kind of a bonehead play? I mean, that guy wasn't trying to rough my homes, but that'll be probably what that game's remembered for, especially in Cincinnati. Well, and I bet yeah. on the Bengals. I bet on the Bengals. That hurt. Yeah, I mean, that guy, unless, you know, he, maybe he can turn it around, but he might be known for that play for the rest of his life. I mean, every now and then you'll see a kicker miss a kick in a Super Bowl. Or a big college game, and you talk about Greg Burke and Auburn forty years later, don't you? Thirty, whenever was that? Nineteen ninety, getting the cup yeah. thrown at him, missed the field goal against Auburn, which would have broken the tie. Yeah, and the the center throws a, or the offensive lineman throws a cup at him. Yep, it's like ABC, right, Bill? The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. That's true. Hey, Bill, big weekend over here on Rocky Top. I got down in that Tennessee-Texas game, sold my tickets, bought a nosebleeder. It's pretty wild, Bill, seeing that burnt orange walking around, coming to the SEC. That's the first time I've got They had a big turnout, Bill. I guess coming out of Atlanta, you know, Texas is a big school. I probably so saw Tex- So at the Tommy Bowl, Texas, the, I, yeah, I had the game, the game on TV, but you're saying they had a bunch of Texas people at the yeah, game in Knoxville. Could, yeah, you probably couldn't see the, the fans in the stands, you know, but uh, I probably saw a couple of thousand Longhorns walking around the strip, hitting uh, you know the spots, Calhouns and all that pregame. That's pretty wild. Tennessee and Texas, they played George Strait after the game. Bill, it's just you know, if I heard if I heard twenty times, if it wasn't for David Crockett, there wouldn't be a Texas. Last time they played in there was uh, that Kevin Durant, Chris Lofton game. Yeah, but that that had a chance to be a pretty good rivalry. Tennessee and Texas getting together. You know, they tried to make that game happen for years and never did. So you wait a minute. Now you sold your tickets. How much did you get for them? I, I took a pretty nice deal, like I think two two twenty five for the pair. Bought a nosebleeder for like twenty something bucks. Kind of wanted to get in the atmosphere a little bit. Uh, full house, of course. Uh, the ESPN phonies were there. Dick Vitale was there. You had Joe Milton throwing footballs into the upper deck and throwing basketballs into the upper deck. <laughs> He's not even <laughs> going to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> uh, hey, Bill. Uh, one thing here. This is a football show. Um, let's talk about Trey Smith for a second. Remember yep. him? Yep. He's going to be starting in the Super Bowl. Um, had that blood clot issue, barely contributed for Tennessee, and he's a he's an NFL starter. So I guess that, you know these guys are all coming to college wanting that big NFL glory. I guess uh, I assume he was really hurt at Tennessee, but uh, he barely maybe had one decent year. I think one Trey, year and he got then blood yeah. clots. Trey Smith out of Jackson, Tennessee, was a five-star recruit, but got those blood clots, and he, there were times in his career at Tennessee where they thought he may never play again. Yeah, I mean, like life and death. I mean, even even more important than football. But I think he was barely drafted. Bean counters can clean it up. But Reggie White only had one good year at Tennessee, Bill. 
Funny how that works, isn't it? But they got they both got paid. Yeah, Reggie White though was the best that ever did it. <laughs> Once he got hey, going. One last thing. One last thing for you. The circus continues on Rocky Top. Guess what happens this Saturday? Here comes the bad barbecue. Bad Mata. Here comes BP in this Saturday, two o'clock. Real ESPN all over again. One Ooh, o'clock I national did, time. I didn't realize. So Bruce this Saturday. Uh oh. Uh oh. Bruce in town Saturday at one. I guess that means the brisk gonna be smoking early at your house. Now let I, me ask you this. I don't think it's going to be too many hot dogs on the grill. No, the but NCAA. I was going to ask you, how far from the Tommy Bowl was the spot where Bruce was illegally uh, trying to heat up some, some weenies? He's out there in Rocky Hill, Bill. That's about seven miles as the crow flies west of town. I'll tell you what, Bill, isn't it something Pruitt's trying to get, get back? Is Pruitt going to get back in the SEC? Is Saban going to bring him in, or we don't still don't know? Still don't know, even though it's sounding more less likely as of the moment. So we don't have an NCA anymore, but Bruce got banished from basketball for a bad barbecue, and uh, Cornbread can't even get on as an analyst of saving, huh? That's for a stupid uh, Wendy's back. When, when we got uh, Rashada, can't even get his $13 million, and we're still going to snicker at Pruitt. Hell, leave the man alone. Give him the job. Tony Vols in two weeks. <laughs> That's all you care about, right, Bill? Uh, Tony Vols. The, the Ferrari's getting tuned up, and old Corbin can't even ride around town in a Ford F-150 and get noticed. <laughs> hey, Interbill. <laughs> so, Pruitt's name is now Cornbread? I thought it was Skull Can. It's, it's now Cornbread. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so let me get this right. Bruce gets fired and gets ostracized for the second time in his career, first time back with the incident with Illinois. But this time, too many weenies on the grill on a Saturday hosting a recruit. Thinks he's never getting back in. He told me that. Couldn't even get a return call from the SEC office. Now is at Auburn doing a good job. And Jeremy Pruitt paying players stacks of money. I don't know if it was a McDonald's bag. Somebody said it might have been Chick-fil-A. Somebody said it might not have been any of them. I don't know. He's out. They could hit him with a show calls, even though anything goes today. Yeah, they've they've gotten after the Vols pretty good, haven't they? (laughs) Cornbread. I did not know that was the new name for him. I was not aware of that. Georgia Dog says, balls of steel for Brandon King, who's made his second appearance on their show down there in Florida, the Southern Gentleman's Sports Show, getting up at 11.15 for his 11.30 appearance. I didn't get to hear it. I, I, I heard he did well. I didn't. I didn't get to. I didn't get to uh, partake in it. No, I didn't get to partake in it at all. Bowls of steel nominations this hour. Not many coming in today. I don't know if you're bored or what. With with was there not enough action this weekend? How about no balls of steel, Kentucky? I waited for the Kentucky Kansas basketball game, and Kentucky had a chance. Now Kansas had been losing some games, but still, that's a fantastic program, Bill Self. 
and on Saturday night had a chance and in Rupp Arena to get a quality W. Now, the Tennessee Road wins a quality W, but for the most part, this year has been a buzzkill for Kentucky basketball. Playing a little better lately, I'll give you that. But nonetheless, chance to get a nice Saturday night W against a quality brand like Kansas, the defending national champion, weren't able to pull it off. So, Patton for UK, Big Blue, Big Blue Nation, basketball, no balls of steel. Can we get some balls around here? Yeah, not good. Not good at all. We've already bashed the officials for the Kansas City. I want to. I bet Johnny Crawford was watching that. Johnny Crawford has told me that when he retires, and we don't know when that's going to be, but when he does, he will come on here. Now, he's not going to be rude about it or mean about it, but he will critique. When you start calling in in the future, when he retires someday, and you say, Bill, my team just got ripped off on this play right here. What happened? He'll be able to get into it more. Or, hey, seems like every time my team plays, they only call holding against us. They only call pass interference against us. They never do it to the other team. You'll be able to ask those kind of questions someday. Not yet, though. Now, you can ask what's the rule on interference, what are you looking for, all those you can ask any of those. But the specifics still can't go there as long as he's employed by the SEC or any league. If we had a Big Ten guy on, he'd have the same rule. Gary Joe Collins up in Tim Couch country. Saturn-sized balls of steel to the host of this program, the producer of the program, the audience of the program, for making this the best college football show in the known and the unknown universe during the non-playing portion of the season. Hashtag I have spoken. Gary Joe Collins says to everybody involved, audience included, host, producer, balls of steel. Bill's balls of steel. I will concur with that. Danny in New York. We'll get one more on. To Harbaugh. Recommitting to Michigan a third time after the Bronco dealership flew to Ann Arbor this past weekend. So can you hit it with the music? No, but oh yeah, balls of steel. Balls of steel. Yeah. Bills, balls of steel. Yeah, we can overlap music. Audio drops. Not a problem. Alright, we'll get the break here. Omni Nashville Hotel. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. It's a Bill King Show. Of course, you know what kicks in right after recruiting, and it accelerates, and that's knucklehead season. So God knows what happens, who it happens to, when it happens, but if you're a fan of whatever school, it's coming your way. Knucklehead season always sprouts up. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. He gives you a wide latitude on topics because Bill King isn't afraid of your telephonic interaction. What if I told you a small-time coach rose through the ranks to build an empire in Oxford? What if I told you God had his heart, but the devil had his phone? ESPC 30 for 30 presents When Hugh Freezes Over. I wasn't thinking about this when the Cosby Cattleman just called. I wished I was. They're putting out a trailer on TV, a movie trailer. You know me, I'm not a movie guy. But this one is pretty I, – I won't go see this. If later it's on TV, I'll watch it a little bit probably. But it's funny. And it's a true story. Now, the movie isn't based on all truth, but the concept is true. And the movie is called Cocaine Bear. 
Now, you know the story. Now, the story is real. In the mid-'80s, over in Georgia, in the woods somewhere, dude, I believe, from Knoxville, a smuggler, a drug smuggler, is flying his plane with all kinds of cocaine and stuff on it, and apparently he had to drop some off because the load was too heavy. He had to rid himself of some of the contents on that plane, which was cocaine. So this cocaine stash lands in the forest somewhere there in Georgia. Now, that part's true. A bear, about a 200-pound black bear, discovers this and starts eating the cocaine and later is found dead because of a heart attack (laughs) because of the cocaine ingestion. Now, the movie is going to be about the bear discovering the cocaine, eating it, and then going and killing a whole lot of people. Apparently that part's not true. But it is based on at least the premise that a smuggler who had to lighten the load over the wooded area of, which is, I mean, Georgia's got all kinds of woods, and it's got a beach too. But dump some contents in a forest where a bear said, that looks like that could be yummy. I'm going to have me some of that. Got all high, got all messed up. Later, heart just couldn't take it. Died. I don't know if you've noticed, but the movie trailer is out on that right now. And I find that incredibly funny. I had a guy telling me, you know what's interesting? I had never heard that story. And that goes back to something like 1985. That happened, heck, almost 40 years ago. And I had a guy this last year was telling me about that. I'd never heard that story. Ironically, A movie, it may already be at the theaters. You guys will know that better than me. I do not go to movies. Hadn't been to a movie in a million years. Would not waste my time doing that. But that sounds, if I did make the exception and go to a movie, that would be the one right there. Even though it's probably not a very good movie, it still would be funny. (laughs) Cocaine Bear. That is... You're watching your TV, you're going to see a premiere or you're going to see a a trailer on that. South Pacific Sooner, who now lives here, but he used to, he called us several times from New Zealand where they were. He married, he went to Oklahoma, and he married a girl who's an Alabama girl. And they were living in New Zealand, but they have a home here. I think they have various homes here in the States, but they've got one here in the 615. Balls of steel, he says, to Sooner Hoops, the beat down they gave Alabama. However, me and the Bama wife might need some marriage counseling. So to his Sooner basketball team, and they did put a beat down on Alabama, had 50 on them at halftime, balls of steel. Bill's balls of steel. And this is a very good Alabama basketball team this year. Jeff, too. Tennessee Shanky from the Southern Gentleman Sports Show asked me to send this for him because he's out of pocket this morning. It's him and Ken 
from down there in Georgia. And we had pictures earlier where it had them with their wives. But they all got together this weekend, hung out, broke bread, and had a good time. So he said, I'm going to send this picture of these guys together and and I don't know, did they meet up in Georgia? Did he come up to Georgia? Was Ken down there on the beach? I don't know what happened. Just saying. Sounds, sounds like they had a good time. Jeff, too. Bowls of steel to my pawpaw, his twin sister and the two bloodline originating from Dothan, Alabama. Today, pawpaw and his twin turned 91. They're still babies in the family, and they still have two older brothers aged 94 and 96 and are still active now as they were 20 years ago. Boy, that's a that's pretty good uh, genes right there, health genes for all those. To the family, to the Jeff 2 family, and to the bloodline. Starting down in Dothan, Alabama, Patton, Bowls of Steel. Bill's Bowls of Steel. That's a pretty good story there. Yes. <laughs> How'd they think of the name Cocaine Bear? All right. Michael says, Bill, I don't even know how to say this, but I should I just leave it as you may know what I'm talking about? Is it bowls of steel or no bowls of steel, Michael? I don't know which one you want me to go with to the Finland ice skater. I don't know. Pat, you can pick either one. Balls of steel or no balls of steel. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, you're just not in the news. You're not checking out the news. Hit either one, Pat. I don't care which one. Bill's balls of steel. There you go. <laughs> that was all over Twitter this weekend. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, Josh in London, Ohio, but really in Picktown. Josh went east, went due east. Josh from both places. Who was the better safety, Jack Tatum or Ronnie Lott? Well, Ronnie Lott is more my era. Jack Tatum was, and he had the book called They Call Me Assassin, was a violent hitter. And remember, Stingley, famous story back in the day, back in the 70s, got hit by Tatum and was paralyzed forever. From the neck down, I believe. Ronnie Lott was, I'm going to say, the better overall player. And I'm biased. Both are fantastic. But I'll take, uh, now, didn't Tatum go to Ohio State? Any of Buckeye? Anyways, Ronnie Lott uh, played at Southern Cal. Matter of fact, I saw him play. I saw him play on Rocky Top. 
And I've told you, the other safety was Dennis Smith, who was a ridiculously good player in the NFL, too, and at Southern Cal. And Jeff Fisher was also on that team, also in that secondary, former Tennessee Titans coach. And he's the one in that game that caught the interception late against Tennessee to help Southern Cal break a tie and win that game. End of the game, Tennessee's driving. They throw an interception. It's Jeff Fisher. Southern Cal, a moment later, kicks a long field goal to win the game. Game over. The other cornerback in that game was Joey Browner from the famous Browner family. Remember, Ross Browner played at Notre Dame early 70s. Superstar defensive lineman who actually had moved here. Didn't he pass away, but he had moved here. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say Ronnie Lott. I'm, I'm, I'm biased there too, though, because that's more of my, that's more of my time frame. West Coast Sooner, safe to say we will be a great addition to the SEC. Texas and Oklahoma, yeah, we had the Big 12 SEC games. Tennessee played Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama. Auburn played West by God. Kentucky played Kansas. I didn't get to peruse all the games. But, oh, Oklahoma's going to be fine. Now, Oklahoma's got a long way to go in football. Oklahoma is as down on the football roster measurements of, of talent. Now, they had a really good class, this last recruiting class. So I think they're, they're, they're going to rebound, but I think the jury's still out on Venables. The first year was, was not good at all. Now, the debate is how much of that do you really want to blame on him? He, he walked into this mess. Now, if if the coach went to left for Southern Cal and Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams would have been in Oklahoma this year. What would Oklahoma's record have been with Caleb Williams? What would Southern Cal's record be right now this last year without Caleb Williams? Let me put it this way. They would not have been competing for the Pac-12 championship at all. They would have lost – Quite a few other games without Caleb Williams at quarterback this last year. Oklahoma's got other problems other than Caleb Williams didn't play for them anymore this last year. But that would be a big thing. This year, I think we could start measuring Venables more accurately. I'm still probably skeptical there. Wasn't real high on that hire. Not going to bash it. I just wasn't going to overly endorse it, and I'm still in that capacity there regarding Venables. I don't know. Maybe Peyton Bowen's flip just completely changes the whole thing. (laughs) Flipped on the Irish. Flipped on Oregon, too. Just kept flipping. Georgia dog, that's right. Shanky and Ken met in Seabus, Georgia. Yeah, there's a Seabus, Georgia. It's not known like 
Seabus, Ohio, but it's known. Columbus, Georgia is actually right there on the Alabama border, right? And it's not far from Auburn. Play, ball players come out of there, too. Georgia Dog said, Bill, unconfirmed reports. Stetson had two natties, and it's a couple of pictures of <laughs> it's some natty light cans. That's pretty good. That is that that's pretty ingenious right there. Yeah, he's already received a balls of steel from earlier. How about Patton? Let me get one here. We got a couple of minutes before the break. Baseball is two weeks from this Friday. We're paring it down, y'all. I'm not counting down, even though it kind of sounds like I am. That's sophomoric. It's beneath the show. But two weeks from Friday, we will have baseball. I'm going to say balls of steel. Bill's balls of steel. I'm looking forward to it. That Friday, I will be giddy. Tom in Myrtle Beach by way of Jamaica, or vice versa. Bill, there's only one C-Bus. That's true, but it's spelt the same. There's a Columbus. There's a bunch of Columbuses, right? But the one that's best known is up in Ohio. C-Bus, Ohio. Yeah, Oklahoma and Texas. Texas also had a good recruiting class. And Arch Manning is in that class. Had a very good high school class. What did they, in the final rankings, where were they? Third? Yeah, Sark was what? Was he third? Let me, I'm going to click it. I got it right here in front of me. Alabama, Georgia. Yes, Texas was third in there. Number four was the Buckeyes. Oklahoma, LSU, Miami, Tennessee, 8, Notre Dame, 9, Duckies, 10, Clemson, Florida, A&M, Penn State. Recruiting rankings. Now, what sometimes those don't necessarily give you, they may, maybe they're, maybe the mathematical formula is in line with this, but if you have a dominant player like a quarterback, is it possible to appropriately rank how that would impact a class? For example, let me just go back to Nico. This kid is uber gifted. Tennessee's ranked eighth there. If he comes on and takes over that job pretty fast and becomes the player that he has the ability to be, that changes the outlook on that class, right, at number eight. Because once you get to college, what you were ranked in high school doesn't matter anymore. It's what you're now doing. And I'm a big proponent of, of the rankings, and stars do matter. But once you move on, again, I saw people getting players from the portal going, well, oh, but see, he was only a two-star. That's not true. He's not a two-star now. Not at all. The kid from Western Michigan, Braden uh, Fisk, was a one or two star, whatever he was. You think that's what he is today? 
You see the list of teams lining up to get him before he committed to Florida State? Now, he's not a two-star anymore. And what you are now is more important than what you were when they ranked him. What about the guy who was a four or five star gets on to college, can't bust a great? You still think he can hold on to that four or five star? That four or five star is not getting him anywhere. Take the break here. Happy Monday. Good to be here. Omni Nashville Hotel. our routine with daily Tennessee jackpot. You got a dollar? Let's have some fun with it. Let's get those numbers going. How many are we picking? And one. And two. And three and four and five. Let's go. All of us Tennesseans are having fun now. Let's play and play. Work out a win with drawings every day when you play daily Tennessee jackpot. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash, or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Your content is that Amy went to Mike and said, is this guy okay with you? And, and he gave it the stamp. I sure hope that she went to Brable and got his input about Carthon. Oh, I'm sure uh, she yeah. did. But I mean, yeah. you know, you're saying if he said, no, nah, I don't like this guy, keep looking. Yep. She would have kept looking. I, no doubt in my mind, Patton. Holy <laughs> Yeah. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. 
Nashville Sports Radio. He knows more about the oblong spheroid than any man in America. It's Bill King. You gotta be kidding me. I mentioned earlier, when the Cosby Cattlemen called, I wasn't thinking about the cocaine bear. They're running movie trailers for this. It may already be out. It's a true story. Now, the movie isn't altogether true, but the cocaine bear thing is true. From back in the 80s, Cosby Cattlemen has called back, apparently has intel on this, insight into it. Hey, Bill, I don't double dip, but I thought I'd give you the real cocaine bear story real quick for your listeners. I'll give you the short version here. It's actually a story out of Lexington, Kentucky, Bill. Here's the deal. Okay, some rich attorney, some single guy, kind of like a Hunter S. Thompson, Gonzo type dude, um, is down in South America dealing coke. All right, he's a coke dealer. Um, He's flying back to Kentucky, all right? Um, He's having somehow, it's been a while since I read this story, but he's having plane trouble or some cocaine loop. I think he just ditched some cocaine out of his plane in northern Georgia, rural northern Georgia. That's where the bear gets a hold of it and and apparently did do some damage in the woods. In the movie, Hollywood picks it up and focuses on the bear, but the bear really isn't the best part of this story, Bill. So the guy ditches some cocaine somehow in the Georgia mountains. He's flying back to Lexington. His plane trouble, whatever, is getting worse. He jumps out of the plane over West Knoxville in a parachute with about, I think they said in, in today's street value, like $15, $20 million worth of co- cocaine in a backpack. So he, he, he bails on his plane over West Knoxville. His parachute fails, Bill. Because he was overweighted with the cocaine, the guy falls to his death with no parachute, splatters in somebody's front yard in West Knoxville. Some woman's coming out to get her newspaper first thing in the morning, and she finds a dead guy splattered in her front yard with a bunch of cocaine. And, and he was like wearing like $1,000 Gucci loafers. The plane, I believe, continuing wrecked somewhere, I believe, up in rural, on the state line somewhere. But that's the real story, Bill. Dude jumps out of a plane. He's overweighted. The parachute fails, and he falls to his death because he's overweighted with cocaine in a backpack. That's now, the part than about the, the, the part about the lady getting up to get a newspaper. Is that true too? Yeah, yeah. Splattered in West Knoxville. Uh, but, but here's one more thing on it. There's a a museum dedicated to this deal in Lexington, Kentucky. The guy was from Lexington. It's really a Lexington, Kentucky. Dude, story just happened. A lot of the stuff went down in Georgia and in Knoxville. But uh, guy was trying to get back to Kentucky, couldn't make it. Apparently had too much cocaine. I get. I don't know if it was a weight issue the whole way or engine trouble or whatever it was. But yeah, he just he jumped out of his plane with a backpack full of coke. Uh, the, the parachute couldn't hold the extra weight. He fell to his death. Tom so, Petty free fall. Tom Petty free falling. Bill, that'd be a sorry way to go, wouldn't it? Like bungee jumping without the bungee. He he made it a long way though from South America to those woods. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's how they got it there, you know. But the, the thing that always killed me was they said he uh, when they discovered him, he had like thousand uh, dollar dress shoes on. 
So he's a lawyer, but he's down there dealing coke. Yeah, lawyer or something, something along those lines. Maybe he was just killing it in, in drug dealing. It, it, it happened in the mid '80s. It's kind of people talk about it some. The Lexington Herald Leader, I believe, has a big thing on it. If you want to Google around for the bean counters, maybe the News Sentinel had something on it too. But uh, yeah, it's a mid story. That, but the, I don't understand why the the movie it's kind of the Sharknado thing. Why why do you focus on a bear marauding through the North Georgia hills when you got a better story in reality? Can you imagine jumping out of a plane with a backpack full of coke and your parachute failing? That's so you're tough. saying that'd be the better move? That'd be the better movie, and I guess yeah. the ending is him splattering in somebody's like yard. Yeah, that'd be like something like Bruce Willis or something. Can you imagine walking out your front door? You're going out with your cup of coffee. You're going to, your new, to get your newspaper, and there's a dead dude in your front yard with cocaine and dress shoes splattered everywhere. Now, let me also ask you this though: Did the lady start selling the cocaine to her neighbors? <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, there's the, it's, but really, there's a museum in Lexington that's fo- totally focused on this, and they say it's kind of like one of those cult things, like you see out in Vegas or like the Mob Museum, one of those type deals. But it's really a Lexington story. The guy was uh, trying to get back to Lexington, but yeah, there's a little small museum. I, I'm going to go check it out next time I'm up there. But uh, yeah, there's a real small museum dedicated to all this kind of urban, you know, you know, not urban legend. I guess it is. It's true. And, uh, yeah, it's real. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> See, Bill. Thanks for the story. <laughs> Patton, were you aware of this? Did you know this? So I, I wonder if that lady was going out to get her paper. She's still around. You think we could get her on the show? If I knew where she was, I'd call her. I don't know if she's still around or what. Somewhere in West Knoxville. Like close to West Town Mall. Yeah, one of the malls up there is called West Town Mall in Knoxville. Close to the mall. So the guy jumps out, got a parachute. Got a lot of coke on. Apparently it's too heavy and he just splats right in somebody's yard. I don't think that's in the movie, though. They think it's more sexy to have that bear run around trying to eat people. I own cocaine. Omni Nashville Hotel. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. 
four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m., live here on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the McFarlane Show. It's 50 years of Nashville Sports Radio coverage. We are your feel-good, very smart, original opinion on the Nashville sports scene and beyond. And we welcome your phone calls. And we mean it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Get closer to Bill King, 615-844-5600. So we don't have an NCAA anymore, but Bruce got to banish from basketball for a bad barbecue, and uh, Cornbread can't even get on his analysis of saving, huh? That's for a stupid uh, Wendy's bag. When we, when we got uh, Rashada, can't even get his $13 million, and we're still going to snicker it through it. Hell, leave the man alone. Give him a job. Uptown Boy just posted a picture, I retweeted it, I think of the Cocaine Bear Museum up in Kentucky. <laughs> so this guy's a lawyer, I mean, he's, I assume he's doing pretty well, but he's doing a lot better dealing cocaine. <laughs> uh, can anybody wordsmith that better than the Cosby Cattleman? I mean, when he's talking about some lady coming out her front door to check on the paper, you know, back then you would, they would chuck the paper there. Of course, I lived on a big farm, so they just chucked it at the end of our driveway. We'd have to drive down there to get it. But most everybody living in neighborhoods, they just chucked the paper, going out to check in the morning. There's a guy splattered on your lawn with cocaine everywhere. Were you, were you thinking about? When he was explaining this, the visual, like I was. (laughs) Oh, man. Danny in New York. Yeah, Danny's a police officer. What if he was called to go deal with that? (laughs) 
about, you know what, frankly, where he is, he's probably dealt with worse than that. I'm sure he has. Said, Bill, I had to Google the cocaine bear story. I had no idea about that story. They actually have the bear stuffed in that museum in Kentucky. Apparently, he ditched the cocaine out of the plane because he thought the feds were on his tail. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if he had a start having a weight problem with a plane. I didn't know. But, I mean, if he'd made it all the way from South America up to northern Georgia, couldn't he get it on to Kentucky? I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, we started the show with what everybody was talking about. Stetson Bennett went out this weekend. He's living down in the Metroplex in Dallas-Fort Worth. Had a bender. He's 25. He's of age. He's got back-to-back natties. He deserves a bender. End of the night, actually 6 a.m. in the morning. He's knocking on doors for what reason, don't know. Police come. He gets arrested. Gets released later Sunday morning, and they get him for public intoxication. Something certainly you wouldn't want him to do, but on the list of things, he could have done much worse. I'm, I'm That does not change anything I think about Stetson Bennett. I'm still a huge fan of Stetson Bennett's. A little bit of knucklehead uh, activities over the weekend, sure. Criticize him there, but I'm not. I'm not going to sit here, other than we're having fun with it. We've had a lot of fun with it. People, even Georgia Dog said no. He was thought that those places where he was knocking on the doors was actually TCU players or somebody, and he was just thanking them for the defense that they did not put out on the field for that game. He was just trying to be hospitable. He lives there now. He's in the Fort Worth area, which is where specifically TCU is. Maybe Max Duggan called him. Maybe Max was out with him. Max said he loves. Max is from Council Bluffs, Iowa. Loves his home, but he also loves Fort Worth, Texas. Specifically, he said that I love Fort Worth, Texas. And maybe that's what ended up happening. So we start with the Stetson Bennett story. A little bit on the playoffs, just because I bet him. Went one and one, which means I lost overall because of the juice. And then we ended up with a cocaine bear. True story. I had, what's ironic is that happened back, they say in the article, back in 1985. I had only heard of that story this year. And then it was ironic because over the weekend, maybe it was during the playoffs, they're running a commercial and a quick little trailer on Cocaine Bear, the movie that's either out already or about to be out. So one of you who – I will not go to the theater to go watch a movie. That, that's not happening. I haven't done that in 30, 40 years. That's not happening. But somebody out there that goes and sees it, be the first one to call the show whenever that happens and give us a uh, quick synopsis on that movie. I'm sure – that they're going to have it to where this bear's out wreaking havoc on people and neighborhoods and stuff, which apparently did not happen. 
But they did find a bear all messed up on coke dead. That's true. And apparently, according to Danny, that is, so that's the same bear that they've got stuffed, the taxidermy, in that museum in Kentucky. Now, do we know that that's the same bear or just a black bear? If that's the same bear, next time I'm up there, which I have no idea when that's going to be, I may go by there. I may have to go in there and pay the money to go see that bear. Tomorrow, we'll guest it up. Yeah, we'll be back at guesting. We will have with us Charles Arbuckle. We will have Gator Dave. Griff will be back. Yeah, Griff was not with us last week. Didn't get it rescheduled, but he'll be back with us on Tuesday. So we'll guest it up tomorrow. Market is down. You know what ran hard Friday? I didn't have it. Tesla. Tesla had some options that went from $0.10 to $5. If you understand that world, that is, what, times 20. They had 100 bucks in the 170s, I think. And you bought them at $0.10. And you held them to 5 That 100 would be worth 2000 bucks. And it happened in a few minutes. Just saying. Flashbox.